bow, 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 bow. Actually spread his arse cheeks for somebody. I've got to cut that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Just imagine if he hadn't been drinking. Welcome everybody to the Pro Wrestling Roll-Up TMOF Wrestling Podcast and around the mic tonight. Did you know it's Ashley? Did you know that Joe's back again? Jay's back! But you didn't think that, did you? <laughs> oh, you didn't know. And I'm Russ. Welcome everybody to the Pro Wrestling Roll-Up. Today is an episode all about Did You Know, boys? And I bet you didn't. I didn't well, we'll see. I didn't know, did you know? What do you know? I don't know anything. I don't know. I've, I've, know. I've seen that, you seen that? I don't know. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to the show. If you're a returning listener, thank you very much for coming back to us. If you're a new listener, we hope you enjoy this episode and hopefully we'll learn a thing or two, like I'm sure we all did when we was researching for this one. Um, Research? <laughs> what's that? Never heard of them. But yes, everybody, if you're listening to the show, wherever you listen to us on, do make sure to follow, like, subscribe, whatever the lingo may be. On Apple and Spotify, you can leave a five-star review and I would very much suggest that you do it. Oh, yeah, you've got to, haven't you? Yeah, please do. Because if you don't, you're not worthy. We've got mouths to feed. Our own. Yeah. I'm hungry. Same <laughs> <laughs> here, Before we go into the Digi Nose, then, we'll, we'll do a little, because it's going to be a bit of a shorter one, we're hoping, um, <laughs> for this one, but we cannot really start anything without talking about Hangman Adam Page and what happened uh, this past Tuesday, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. On AEW Dynamite. Uh, of course, main event match between himself and John Moxley for the AEW World Championship ended uh, pretty abruptly, didn't it? Oh yes, I say so. Because how far? Because I've not seen the match apart from the the bump. How far in the match was it? It feels like there, there was. They had to kind of clamour to fill the rest of the show, so it was very much on the spot, improvised. Right. So I reckon there was probably still a fair bit to go because at the point where the obviously if you, I mean, you if you listen to this show, you must have seen this, but if you haven't. Benefit of the doubt, they're kind of at a point in the match where um, they're running each other, and Moxley uh, levels Hangman with a lariat. Hangman does the kind of <clears throat> the takes the bump where he kind of does the flip, but he he kind of over or under rotates, and he kind of just lands on his face, knocks him out concussion, uh, and he and he is flat out in the ring. Yeah, what like legit KO? Just gone. He's limp. Out. He's, he's just out. limp in the ring. Um, referee Paul Turner gestures over to Doc Sampson to come over, and then before you know it. Cameras are sort of cutting away over to commentary team, and they're just trying to fill that that sort of void. Anyway, the, the match gets called. Just, Justin Roberts is uh, told to call the match. Um, Did they call a winner then? Or yeah, so they <laughs> they they call the winner as Moxley retains, uh, but Moxley's like hanging around in the ring. He does he grabs a pro- after a short while of sort of commentary bits. So they kind of go through like the next week's show and rampage and stuff. So they're kind of doing the hype for that where Excalibur is. Um, and then Moxie does grab the mic, and it's this kind of improvised sort of promo. So I think in that kind of span between where 
they've checked on Hangman, called off the match and cut to the commentary team. In the back, they've been like, well, let's try and put something together to end the show you know, yeah. differently to like this. Yeah. And they do. So Moxie kind of is like, you know, I hope Hangman's going to be okay. He can play with his kids and he can, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Um, but then he calls out MJF. So it's very much... It, the thing is, what, what I will say about this end of the promo thing, briefly, is that it kind of felt like it could have still been at the end of the show. But it's it feels more improvised, I suppose, because it... Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it went the, the length of time it went on for just felt like it probably wasn't probably, meant to probably, be there. Probably but, like yeah. this is what was meant to happen after the match. Maybe. But we have to call it now because we've got it. Yeah. We have to. Yeah, yeah. So he calls MJF out and MJF does come out and he comes out with the poker chip, teases to cash in, even takes like starts taking his clothes off. But then he gives it to William Regal, who's who's come down to ringside at this point. Um and of course earlier on in the night we had an amazing, amazing segment between William Regal and MJF in the ring. One of those really good, long MJF um, humanity promos where he's kind of calling on real life when he had his WWE tryout and what William Regal said to him and that William Regal let him down. And then William Regal was like, no, I didn't let you down. Um, I just wanted you to get better and get to the point where, you know, they've got like a mini feud going on between those two. And it was amazing. Really good segments. They kind of play on that a little bit again here. But MJF basically says, look, he's taken um, Regal's words to heart from what happened in that segment. And he's saying that he's not just going to cash in the chip now because he wants Moxie at 110% when he does it. So there's no doubt in anyone's mind Mm. that when he wins the AW World Championship, he is deserving of it. And he says the line, uh, and then for the first time in my miserable life, I'll have earned it. It was a really weird kind of like self-aware like promo from MJF that like he's a piece of shit and he knows he's a piece of shit. But like he really is going to go out and earn it. But then that's I suppose you know then if he reckon he's going to turn face. I don't think he will. I think it's another one of those like he completely like, if he wins it will be completely dirty. And but he's he's having everybody believe he's going to out wrestle Moxley, <laughs> and it's perfect. You know yeah. I don't care if it goes down yeah, that way. That's yeah, that's, that's really MJF. Good. That's really good. Um, and that's that's how the show goes off the air. But yeah, like the Hangman injury was very scary for a, a while, wasn't it? Because it was just that unknowing. It's when they cut to the commentary, mm. and. I know it's not the same because Hangman, luckily now as of recording, seems okay. He's on his you know recovery, um, but you, you know from what we know about concussions now, you do it, it can it is scary. Yeah, and I know it's not quite the same, but when you look at the camera cutting away, it always just makes me think back to the Owen Hart thing. Yeah, and it's always just that like oh god, like it's just you, you know you get that kind of thing in your gut where it's like oh mm. you know, but yeah, obviously he's, he's you know thankfully he's, he's well. Um, but it was really scary, wasn't it? Oh, it's always scary when you see someone get knocked out. Yeah. Well, road to recovery, hangman. I'll raise my beard here. You can't see it because we're not on camera. But other news in AEW, though. It sounds Some... like a backyard pay-per-view, road to recovery. Road to recovery. <laughs> <laughs> someone is gone from AEW. So he's still um, being released after his involvement with the fight after um, All In. Is it now a really bad time to say another one bites the dust? Yes, it is a big ride. That's what he did. <laughs> well, I mean, look, if he's he's a backstage coach, got himself in, involved in a fight that obviously we still don't really know an awful lot about, but the rumours were that he, he bit Kenny Omega in the fight. So, I mean, whatever. <laughs> in, on the arm. On the arm. Is it the arm? It really doesn't matter yeah, where he doesn't bit really him. It doesn't really matter where he bit like, him. Oh, he it? bit him on the nose. That's fine. That's, oh, he bit him on the arm. What a scumbag. It's just weird. Yeah, I guess. It's just a weird thing. Like, And again, they're all obviously still very hush-hush about the whole thing. Tony Khan recently appeared on Ariel Wani's uh, own 
um, like interview thing, like the MMA Hour, is yeah. it? I think MJF was on it recently as well. That was really cool. Ariel Hawani is. He's obviously much better known now for the, his interviews with the WWE superstars because he does work for BT Sport. Yeah. And his ones with them are always very good, very insightful, and they are quite enjoyable. Um, but obviously in his own time, he can interview who he wants, which is what he, he does for his YouTube show. This one was super awkward. Has anyone seen this one? I know, but I know he, Ariel Hawani has said it's the most frustrating he's ever had. It was the most, most frustrating Who's this with? This was Tony Khan he interviewed. Right, okay. And it's an absolute train wreck. It's awful, but the thing is, I think they're both. What makes it awful? They're they're both to kind of blame for this because Ariel Hawani is obviously you know if we're watching an interview, we want there to be some good stuff coming out of it, yeah. right? That's yeah. the whole point. Mm. Tony Khan is very Tony Khan, isn't he? So he goes on there, keeps and everything to him, so don't really give anything. Well, and which you, you've got to appreciate to a degree, but in terms of like on the base level, he's very much just there to promote AEW and promote oh, yeah. Rampage. Yeah. He's like, yeah, well, Rampage this Friday, it's going to be great. It's going to be. It's like, okay, yeah, we get that, but like, we need to turn off Carney mode for a moment because like yeah, this yeah. is like yeah, this is a more intimate setting, and we're tuning in because we're really interested in what you've got to say, especially after some of these events that have happened and transpired. Did in he the actually last say anything months. about it? May as well have just had a radio silence because <laughs> it would have honestly been less awkward. But everything was just, I don't want to talk about that. I can't talk about that. I, it was. It, well, there was a lawsuit, right? There, and absolutely. And, and this is where then I think some of the blame you have to put on Ariel Helwani because he keeps pushing it. And it's very, it's been made abundantly clear that there is, well, I say it's been made abundantly clear that there is an investigation. However, that actually really is rumour because no one's actually confirmed there is an official investigation. Not that I've actually seen when I was trying to look into this. It's never come from the horse's mouth. Who Meltzer? Yeah, Meltzer's never confirmed it properly. So no, but it's not. Well, actually, so, if it's the horse's mouth, I would have said uh, Tony Khan and AEW. Any anything to do with that company is not officially said. There is an official investigation now. A Steel's just been fired, so it's safe to assume there is one. And it is safe to assume that you know if there's going to be lawyers involved, and knowing Punk, there probably is. And I don't know. Like we don't know how deep it all goes. And Understandably, you, he can't talk you know, about it. And now you know why well, I don't like punk. <laughs> There's a lot of people I think jumped on that. He now. always it's, causes trouble. Well, well, everywhere he goes, seems like it, doesn't it? But I, it's just the I whole thing. Awkward, ago. man. It's just so awkward because Ariel just should have just backed down, like two, and that's it. Uh, that's, you know? that's yeah, what I, I mean, like. it's not very professional either. Well, what's really not professional is blasting Tony Khan after the interview. Like Ooh. you want to talk about, <laughs> you want to talk about blowing, um, burning bridges, like. I don't know. I, I, it just seems really, it kind of seemed really petty from Ariel, and Tony just doesn't co- didn't come across well. And this is an, like if you think back to how this media scrum bullshit started in the first place, when Tony was like, "Look, I really should have stepped in sooner and said this and said that." And I, we're back. We're, he's just done a one eighty on it again because again, like you're not. I know there's certain things you can't talk about, and that's fine. But you still need to give us something when we're watching an interview like that. Mm. And if it's not about the media scrum, it's not about this. He was being asked certain questions that had nothing to do with that, and he just would not answer it. Mm. Big example was Bray Wyatt. Obviously, his massive return to WWE at Extreme Rules has been fantastic. That promo on SmackDown, very good promo. My God, it was amazing. You know, actually like tearing up a bit. You know, it was so so good. What was that about then? Just Bray just being back, and he was in the ring, and he he's like he's like, look, I'm going to be me for a minute. Like when I when I when I was fired, like that was it. I I was, you know, I lost my confidence. I lost people that were close to me. I, I, I just lost everything. 
And he's like, but you like you you all just kept me going, and like, and I'm here now, and I just I didn't think I would be, and I'm nervous. It That's just felt good. so real. That's and it really was, good. And then like that whole he deserves it though. He does deserve it. And, and if anyone was going to feud with themselves, of course it's Bray Wyatt because he gets cut off by himself in the Devil Mask, and that's why I think that Wyatt Six is going to be like the Mick Foley thing with the faces of Foley, and I think we're going to see faces of Bray. Yeah, that would be good. Um, man, everything, everything, pretty much everything going on in WWE at the minute is really good, and that's how SmackDown ends, and it makes you want to see, yeah, it, I, yeah, see it this I'm way. Looking forward to. No, I still need to. Happen. I still need to pick up WWE again and start watching it. Man, you will. You wouldn't even recognise the product at the minute. What's good from where you last saw it? <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> Papa H. I know everyone cringes at that, but. Big Daddy H, what about that? He's done a number on it, for sure. But yeah, no, he, he gets asked about that. And he said, all, all Ariel was basically saying and getting at was, you know, did you have talks with Bray? That's about, you know, what's wrong with that question? Yeah, well, that'll be, exactly, now he's back in WWE. It's not like he can't say if he was talking to him or not. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, fine. Well, what, was your, what, what was your thing with Cody? How did you feel about Cody showing up in WrestleMania? I can't really talk about it. <laughs> but why? These are the things that we really wanted to If know. anyone can talk about it, it's him. Yeah, well, exactly. And unless they had some sort of maybe like agreement, handshake or, or written or whatever, otherwise that they can't disparage each other, that's fine, but then don't disparage. But you, you still give like you an still, answer, though, you, Yeah, right? you can like, still give informative answers, but I, you don't have to, you know, blast someone or give information that you don't want to give. Just, you know, just talk frankly about it. Exactly. You say what you want about Vince, and, you know, Vince was very much... Um, could be a very confrontational interviewee oh, back yeah. in the oh, day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've seen some of those ones where he gets, yeah, yeah. But he would still give, even if he could, it was political almost, isn't it? It's that kind of like political response of not really answering the question, but like still give something yeah. there. Like you might not answer the question, but you have given something, like not just a flat out, I can't talk about it. Yeah, that's very no, cool. No, this interview is over an hour long as well. Yeah, that's very poor, that is. It's hard, hard mm. to sit through. But yeah, A-Steel's gone. AEW's in a strange place. The WWE situation, it's, it's crazy to think 12 months ago, we never ever would have thought that we would probably be sitting, I don't think we would have done, we, that we would have been sitting around a table now going, WWE's much better than AEW. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, well that's it, isn't it? The thing is, because it's near the end of the year, I'm keep thinking about the end of year awards, like the, the Pro Wrestling Illustrated and the... Um... I think I'll probably pick WWE WWE up again in January, Royal Rumble time, and then from then I'll probably start watching it weekly. That's always a good time, I reckon. Yeah, it's it's probably an interesting time to get people like into because yeah, even if you've kind of turned off from wrestling, I think most people that have have at least enjoyed wrestling at one point or another have always kind of loved the Rumble because it's, it's the Rumble. Yeah, yeah. And this one I think should be hopefully really good because we have had a lot of lackluster Rumbles. The last sort of few have been okay. This year's wasn't the, the greatest, but, the, but you had yeah. you had some good moments. Exactly, but this this time around, I, I do I see him pulling out all the stops, and we have got Survivor Series as well soon. And that's going to yeah, be War, war Games. games. <laughs> like, it's, are they going to be going back to the classic Survivor Series match type though? You know, six on six or whatever it was. It'll be five on five, but it's in War Games. Oh, it is in. The, oh, I yeah. don't know if they're going to do a Survivor Series match, but they probably could do. It'll be Survivor Series match in War. It'll just be War Games. Probably. I think well, that's, it, that's it, elimination new. or. Just war games or all war games. Like. I imagine it. Yeah, was well, I mean, either games. way, I'm, 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 I'll be excited to see that. Anyway, it needs, it needs injection because you haven't seen a, a war games match on main products for decades. Apart from, apart from the NXT ones, you not had the WWE version. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. you haven't had That's... a war game on WWE. You know, no, this will be the first one. Exactly. Ever. That's yeah. what I mean. So it's gonna, gonna, they're gonna have to pull out all the stops. 
I, I, it is it's mad to think it, but and it's it's even stranger to think that it kind of happened almost at the same time. Like it was like the double turn of Austin and Brett, yeah. where All Out happened the same time, basically the same weekend as SummerSlam, and SummerSlam was like the first um, premium live event after Vince was gone. So Triple H was kind of like wrapping up that stuff, and also then like now it's him in at the Reigns. Yeah, yeah. And it's also the same weekend of All Out, and then everything that happened there, which was kind of like the big. Like, whoa, what the hell is happening in AEW? Like, I did see um, Roman Reigns is going to be having a match with Logan Paul. That's this week? Not this weekend. Is it? I've just weekend. got two things to say about that. Suck it. Here we go. <laughs> Money talks. It Bullshit does, though. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. Money talks. I, I'm, I mean, I'm interested in it, but I, you just know Roman's going to win. Apart from Ronda Rousey, who wants Logan Paul. Well, I should, I should hope so. That's, I mean, that's, that's why I think Logan's... Can't have a YouTuber, WWE champion, can you? <laughs> yeah, but I, th- I think that's why he's a perfect opponent for this. Well, because he's a prick. Because he's... <laughs> he's, had, he's had two matches and he's been good. He's well, been good, to but, be fair, yeah. yeah. To be fair, credit to him where credit's due. His matches have been good. I still don't like him. Though. But this could only happen in Saudi Arabia. It wouldn't happen in... Yeah. Exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. To your point, Jay, though, about money talks, I like, definitely, but... Again, like I suppose there's still a business, and the thing is, like Logan Paul does attract a lot of attention, like from the right massive... attention or the wrong attention. Well, it's attention, <laughs> attention's attention. Yeah, I think that's it, the, it's that's like the, the old. Isn't it? There's no such thing as bad news. No such uh, thing as bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could say the same about AEW. Like at least you know it could have been very easy for AEW to kind of like dip into a bit of. Um, Obscurity with Triple H now being talk of the town, yeah, because that is a monumental but thing. They still like, get a good ratings. They still, still very consistent well. week to week. That's good. Still putting on. They are putting on good shows, but they're in the. Then they're still newsworthy because of the controversy that's been going on. Oh yeah. So it is. It's a. It is a strange thing, but I, I don't know the Logan Paul thing. It's worth seeing what happens in there. But I think in time they've got to probably turn him here because the crowd just. <laughs> but it's in his contract to turn face. Yeah, but the crowd's just not buying it. But Even when they're his hometown, I think they're still booing him. Did you see when him and uh, Roman were corpsing on SmackDown a couple yeah, of weeks ago? Yeah, because Sami Zayn's Sami Zayn's brilliant at the minute. When he's like, and you are the biggest number two of them all, my dog. And you, yeah, <laughs> Roman just starts trying to hide his laugh. Well, Roman's bad at that. Yeah, I know. It's good to see, though. Like People out there, like they've, they've definitely um, eased up on the... Um, scripting on the scripting in WWE yeah you that's can, good it shows that's really good it really does show I still think it's weird hearing people say the word wrestling yeah on there about time it is it's a long time coming back really it's all kicking off in the world of wrestling at the moment we've got other names coming back to WWE I think I did see Bobby Fish has recently signed a WWE deal he's a backstage role okay yeah I think for NXT um, in NXT yeah that's um, good now they've got the Good Brothers back. Good Brothers are back with AJ Styles feuding with the Judgment Day. What, have they re-signed with WWE? Yeah. They're but they're in. still well, technically contracted to New Japan. Yeah. Oh, well, because okay. Carl Anderson is still... Um, the the op- never open weight champion? Never open weight champion. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the problem is he was meant to defend the title at the same day as um, Crown Jewel, but he can't make Crown Jewel. They can't make um, New Japan. So he might be stripped. But they're still... Con- <laughs> Money talks. But they're still, Money talks, exactly. But they, I'm going to get a t-shirt with that on it. But um, <laughs> they're contracted to New Japan until uh, Wrestle Kingdom. So Okay. Well, at least we might see him in a Wrestle Kingdom match then before he you know, bids farewell. I think, it'll be, I think it'll be a tag match. But before we carry on. <laughs> so is that it for the news? Or have we got anything else? I'm sure there is probably plenty for the news, but... 
It's probably, just, it's probably something right now happening that we don't know There's about. something right now going on and we, we have no clue. Fitz McMahon is back. <laughs> but something we will be clued up on by the end of this episode is a hell of a lot of did you knows. We've got no particular sort of order, no particular game plan. That's basically the story of our lives. Well, that's it. Typically. Who wants to kick things off with... I think I should kick it off. Did you know? Because I, 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 know, I, know I know the least. So I think to kick it off, it'd probably be good. <laughs> Let's do it. You kick this off. Okay, so I've got a few here that I've researched. Um, just gonna try and see which one to go through first. We'll go around the table. I think best way to do it, isn't it? Yeah. We'll go around the table for those of you listening. Just whilst everybody's getting all their notes up, because that is currently what's happening. I've got around no the table. note. I'm just remembering one. Ashley's thing. got no notes at all, so that's fantastic to hear as we're recording. Um, but <laughs> for those of you uh, listening to this and wherever you may be listening to the podcast. Um, of course, there will be snippets going up on YouTube. Do drop in some of your thoughts on these. I'm very interested to see if some of this is, is going to be um, called out on because I've got some in here that are more of those kind of like they're credited as or they're... Yeah. Okay. You know, so it's... it's okay, so see I've what got, people say. Jay, here see, we go. Seeing as we're coming into the new year pretty soon, I'll go with a Rumble theme one. All right. So did you know... That more wrestlers have won the Rumble match from number 27 than any other position. I remember them saying that on commentary a few years yeah, back. and I think, but now that number one and number 30 have been winning it, it must be close. But I think 37 is still the most. I think by maybe one now, actually, yeah. isn't it? Because it was for years and years, nobody had won from 30 and then taken one at 2007. And then, then Cena won it the next year. Cena won it the next year. Um, I do remember them saying it, and I can't remember which rumble it is. So this is one for you guys out there listening. But the the, the rumble I remember them saying that on, Carlito came out at number twenty seven, and I was like, "Well, it ain't going to be this year, then, is it?" <laughs> and this is when I really liked Carlito like a lot in WWE. But I do have a Carlito fact, but we'll leave that to little. Oh, look at that! I was like Mystic Megan it. <laughs> for those British out there that read the Sun and not just page through, what's the? <laughs> <laughs> What's yours? I don't read either oh. of them. I well, prefer, no, no I, prefer, one I prefer to look. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody with a brain reads the sun. So, I'm sorry for that. But, yeah. The most famous Andre the, Bo- uh, the Giant Boris Slam. I thought he was going to say uh, Andre the Bollock. Andre the Bollock? It's Andre the Bollock. I, I thought he was going to say Andre the Boris. <laughs> it started. <isn't> it? <laughs> so the most famous Boris Slam on Andre the Giant is... You've got, got to start with Did You Know? Did, well, no, because this is... Leading up to the digital. Oh, okay. Sorry, Mike. Okay. Ruin everything. <laughs> you so, did yeah, that when famous, you opened your mouth. Famous body summer, Andre Giant is obviously Mania 3, Hogan, which WWE yeah, would sure. have you say is the first time that ever happened. Yeah, oh, yes. But did you know the first person to ever body summer, Andre Giant, was in Japan, 1972, Strong Kobayashi. Oh, no, Ooh, I didn't. I that, didn't know that. I did not know that. And that's a good, that is a good did you know as well. That was, I, I knew half of what you said because I know that Hogan wasn't the first one to do yeah, it. I, Hogan, th- Hogan, I thought it was Big John Studd. No. The, Hogan did Boris Sam um, Andre in the 1980. Yeah, it was like a house, like house show stuff, wasn't it? Was it like a big event. Was it a big event? I think it's like the, the, Oh, is that that huge stadium in, in Canada, was it? I don't know, but it's a big event in um, 1980. Well, Hogan yeah. was a heel. Well, he's always been a heel. But then, like seven years later, he does it, and like it's the first time ever. But, but yeah, that's in, cool. In that's, Japan, that's a cool fact. Strong Kobayashi. Nice. Who was born on Christmas Day? Wow. There's another. Did you know there as well? <laughs> he's had two goes. <laughs> don't say we don't treat you on this show. Nah, you asses. <laughs> I've got one for you. This has done the rounds before, but 
did you know that the person credited... See, we have started already. Yeah. person credited uh, as being the first wrestler to actually come out with entrance music was Gorgeous George. Oh, okay. And he entered okay. to Pomp and Circumstance, which, of course, would later become Macho, Macho Man Randy Savage's theme. Oh, okay. I think I have heard that one somewhere. Yeah. A while ago. I think it might have been on this podcast. I actually so put back. this up. I actually, I put this up on Instagram <laughs> way back in 2020 when we yeah. were sort of like you, getting I, all I the social I knew I'd media. seen it somewhere. Yeah. I thought I'd start with that one because there was a couple on there. But Cause, yeah. Because isn't like the Freebirds created or like... um. I, I I suppose, but the thing is, sometimes it's how you break it down, like in terms of break it down. Oh, I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of, um, uh, you know, first person in this company, or, first, or like, is it the first wrestler? Because there, there are some stories out there about, uh, I can't remember what it was, but a referee used to come out to his own music. Really? Yeah, like once upon a time. Nice. You know, so all this sort of stuff. And it's, but yeah, from Gorgeous George, Pomp and Circumstance is credited as the first. Uh, mainstream professional wrestler to have his own entrance music on his walkout to the ring. Well, wow. what's George the most influential wrestler, apparently? Like, from what people like Flair and... Yeah. Right. People of that. So, did you know oh. that Rowdy Roddy Piper has never competed in a SummerSlam match? At, like, he's never competed at SummerSlam. Really? Yeah. Has he not? No. Jesus. Well, I did not know that. Has he not? I know he appeared at Mania, uh, not Mania, <laughs> SummerSlam 92, because he did the uh, bagpipes before the main event. But yeah, not But he never, he didn't compete. And when would, when did he leave for WCW? 96. No, 95, 96? Five. Five. Five or six, between those years. Yeah. That's a good one. So you learned That's a very today. good one. Look at that. Yeah, Ashley, well. You know you've impressed Ashley when he doesn't know it. <laughs> Go on then, Ash. So, did you know that Edge of Styles theme for WWE wasn't meant to be for him no I did not know this no it was meant to be for because he the guy debuted only a couple of appearances and left Cowboy James Storm really Cowboy James Storm yeah when he when James Storm did like two appearances on NXT like in 2014 no way 13-14 yeah that was maybe well. That surely they've tweaked it a bit more for, to be more AJ Styles, right? Because like well, I can't have seen Jack, Cowboy James Storm coming out to this this rendition of it. Probably not, but it was going to be his. Wow, that's something I did. I like that. Oh, I'm enjoying this. Already. Yeah, this is this it's is a... great, isn't it? <laughs> I love All this. right, I got an interesting one. Okay, I say it's interesting <laughs> for those that might be interested. I suppose <laughs> it's a Terry Funk one. Did you know that Terry Funk started wrestling? The same year that The Undertaker was born. That makes sense when you think about it. Wow. <laughs> in 1965. You know what? To put that into perspective, that's... When you think you, about You that, never really think about it, do you? No. But think about that, right? Terry Funk started wrestling the year Undertaker was born. Mm. And that's crazy. mad. Because you start... I can't like... That I look mental. at them and I think they're the same era. Well, yeah. Like, you just, you know, attitude there and they're all... T- like, I know he's not, That's but crazy. Just, yeah. That's mad, isn't it? That is mad. 1965 is when Terry Funk debuted. That's crazy. And I think there's a little bonus one. I think his last match was 2017. Nice. Which would have made his career span to... Because he's about 79 now, I think. 78, 79. Yeah, it must be. Terry. We love you, Terry Funk. Absolute legend in that business. Yeah, yeah. I've, um, got, I've got one that you might not know. Oh. <laughs> so... Did you know the WWE Championship match between Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 19 
was the first WrestleMania main event to feature two competitors who used their real names. I like that one. Oh, I've read that before, but I've not seen it so many, so many years. But yeah, hang on, no, wait a minute. What do you mean? So his name's not Mr. T, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Roddy Piper, <laughs> Paul Orndorff. You, well, mean, you mean to tell me that Mr. T's not Mr. T's real name? <laughs> well, isn't he legally called Mr. T now? I don't know. Is he? I don't know. I think he might. That's be. not what Old McWarrior did. Well, you know what? Well, he's still Warrior, isn't he? Well, you know what? Because it's my fact, I'm discounting that, even if it is true. No. Mr. T is not. No, because no. yeah, that's it. We make the bloody rules. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like it, you know what you can do. I like that one. That's Suck it. That is interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, um, the first, that was the first one to people to use their real names, yeah. Wow. I've got a more recent one. Um, the DX reunion they did for the, the um, season premiere. Oh, yeah. They came out to the same Jeep they did for the WCW invasion. That's, yeah, okay. I did know that because I watched it. It, is it. But is it... <laughs> yeah, but the fact that they've done that, because it, 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 it might be something they said that. You never know. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Mind <laughs> you, they keep all... I, I, I've seen some of them things. They're all on the network. And actually, if, if anyone gets a chance... Um, you probably should go and watch some of these. They are really interesting, but um, they've they've put some episodes out there on stuff that they keep in that warehouse. Like they've collect, like they've kept so much stuff over the years. The big SmackDown fist is still knocking about in there. Yeah. Oh, that's nostalgia. That um, is <laughs> a quick bonus. Uh, did you know the SmackDown fist weighs six thousand pounds? I think it is really or three. Th- it's, it's heavy anyway. Yeah, like that's that. heavy. That's half a fact for you because I don't know if that's right. I know. <laughs> Did Big, you possibly know? I know Big Show said in an interview that... It, well, you were where? Big Show said in an interview that that fist was based on his fist, which I doubt. Well, you never know. What, like a, out of cast, was it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got one for you, boys. Did you know that Kane was the very first masked wrestler to win the WWF Championship? Nobody with a mask won it before him. That would make sense. Vader never won it. No. Not the WWE or WWF. Wow. WCW. But um, Kane was the very first person who wore a mask that became the world champion in WWE. Oh, that's interesting because I never knew that, no. That's, and that, that reign is... lasted all of about, what was it? Yeah, a day, less a day. than that. <laughs> but it is a fact. It is. <laughs> I've got an interesting one. Again, you, you might not know. And sticking with the Royal Rumble season theme as well. So, did you know, from 2005 to 2010, the last wrestler eliminated from the Royal Rumble match went on to have world title matches at WrestleMania anyway? Um, Didn't know that exact fact, but that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense, because it'd be like, if you are on Raw, one be SmackDown, because it was rarely... It was usually something like that. Yeah. But I tell you what as well... I can't remember. There was one or two of them. I can tell you who it was as well. So in 2005, it was John Cena. Yeah. Randy Orton in 06. Mm -hmm. Shawn Michaels in 07. Triple H in 2008. Triple H in 2009. And Cena again in 2010. Yeah. So it's like the Michaels one, for example, in 2007. So the same one when I said, like, take a win's coming in at 30. First time that's happened. Yet he won the Rumble, but didn't main event. Either. Yeah, I hated that for a while. So that 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 was always a bit strange, and that's when I th- think it kind of started, wasn't it? In yeah, and two thousand nine, Triple H might have been second in the Rumble, but he made he main evented as champion. Yeah. Yeah. Which is that's a nice little fan fact for you. <laughs> Did you know that? Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Did you? Did you? 
Did you do? Yeah, but do you? Did you do now? <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> right. What you got, Ash? Did you know that WrestleMania Herpes. two? Yeah, had the chance. Was held on a Monday. <laughs> what? Sorry. WrestleMania two was held on a Monday. Really? So it's the only WrestleMania not on a Sunday. Oh wow! And that was from all say. three. Yeah, because it was in venues. three venues. Yeah. It was on a Monday. But it was all on the Monday. It was on a Monday. Wow. wow. No, I didn't know that one. <laughs> wow. That is, that is interesting. Owen though. Wilson did that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to stick like Jay. I'm going to stick with a, a theme too here. So I'm going to I'm going to stick with masks. Um, did you know that? Well, actually, I'm just going to ask it first to see if you do. But okay. do, did do you know um, the reason why Lucha Libre wrestling is so synonymous with masks? Why are masks such a, a, a an integral part of Lucha Libre and the Mexican wrestling? Well, it's because it's it's sort of like an accessory to them, isn't it? It it's personal. It means something to them. Like it's, uh, that it's is like basically actual, it. yeah, yeah. It, it's it's essentially it's honouring the um, their roots, really. So it's yeah, yeah. Aztecs and Mayans, as they would have done throughout. History. I actually knew a fact that you said. I can't believe that. it. That's, it's, okay, that's proper history buff now. Welcome to the history channel. This yeah. So because of their their kind of like traditions and their their way of life, that culture, they would the warriors of the Aztecs and the Mayans and stuff, they would paint their faces and kind of go to war with each other. They would battle to become like a god, essentially, right? For a lot of them. And that was the idea. So instead of face paint, though, it was the masks. And that's why it's stayed true to this day. So it's kind of like a... Yeah, yeah that's good. Uh, and I, I guess that's probably why wow. Mexican wrestling has <laughs> stayed as, a, as a, like a, such a big thing for Mexico over the years. <laughs> no, that, that is really good, though, yeah. Wow. I couldn't believe I knew it. <laughs> So I've got another one, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble themed, and I'll, I'll try not to keep them all about Rumble, but I've got another one. I've got a feeling you're looking forward to the Rumble. I, am, yeah. I don't know why. Um, I've got a strong suspicion. Again, this is probably one that you wouldn't think about as well, but you won't enjoy it when Cody wins it. Oh, I ain't watching it now. <laughs> Punk's coming back. I heard. <laughs> oh God. He's chomping at That's the bit. put me off my fuck now. Okay, so did you know? Got bite me lip. That three superstars have won the Royal Rumble match when entering immediately after Triple H. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't know that. That's, we're getting proper maths routes now, aren't we? Yeah, so in, two, in 2006, Triple H entered at number one. Um, Mysterio entered at number two yeah. and won it. Oh, yeah. In 2008, Triple H came in at 29 and then Cena came in at number yeah. 30 and won it. Yeah. And then um, 2009, Triple H came in at seven and Orton came oh, in at eight yeah. and won it. Yeah, so there's a fact you probably didn't know. Nice. Right, I've got, I've got a one. Um, did you know the Undertaker, when he won the title for the first time, was the first champion to be younger than the WWE title itself? Oh, that's a good Ooh, one. Oh, I like that. No, I didn't. Yeah, because um, the title was debuted in nineteen sixty three. Right. And as we still said, he was born in nineteen sixty five. Right. Yeah. So yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's interesting. I didn't know we were going to get all mathematical on the show. I'm going to cheat now. I'm going to. I basic, need to do a double. This is basic mathematics. Ba- ba- <laughs> <laughs> I had to make sure I said that right before I said it. Yeah, and you didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was twenty. Take was twenty six at the time. Wow. Take is kind of one of those like Hogan, isn't he? Like no matter what era you watch Hogan in, he's he kind of like looks the same age. Yeah. Like, he's never really seen... Like, Hogan's never really had a point where you could look at him and go, oh, yeah, look at him in his 20s. You know, like, you no. can look at, like, Cena and Orton, it's like, oh, man, look at baby-faced Orton. Yeah, yeah. 2002, 2003, yeah. and you look at him now. Not that he looks old, but, like, 
You oh, can tell that he has aged. You, you, just, you can see how much younger yeah, yeah. he was there. But like yeah. Hogan, it's just like the guy was always just bald, <laughs> <laughs> had his little, you know, fucking um, cheese string hair dangling about. Yeah. You know. No, I've got to cheat. I've got to do two. Because off the back of that one, yeah, I've got go a little... Dangling about Dangler. <laughs> Dangle, Dangle Hogan. Um, Seth Rollins is the first person to... I quickly skimmed this one earlier and I didn't add it to my list, so I'm going to try and recall it now, but off the back of what you just said. But Seth Rollins is the first person to win um, the main event of WrestleMania who was younger than the number that it was at. Oh, well, was, oh yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So, the, so, so at 31, he was younger, he he was younger, younger than, than 31, 31 yeah, and won yeah. the main event at Mania. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. That is that was, cool. So, that is a good one. <laughs> I was then, because the idea was I was going to now stick with the, the theme of the Mexicans. Um, and for Mexican wrestling. So, did you know um, that in pretty much all wrestling now, but certainly for the longest time, it was just during the West, that in the ring you would only work the left-hand side. So you'll only work the left arm, you'll only yeah. work the left leg. Oh, okay. But in Mexico, for the longest time, they did the right side. And that's why for a long I think time... I, I think I did know that. I think it might have been you that told me that. Like years been, yeah. and years and years and years ago. It might have been Ash, actually, but yeah, that was... Yeah, Always somebody told me the left that a side. long, long time ago. It's more of a universal thing now. It's more universally agreed to work the left-hand side because it was causing problems when you would integrate Mexican wrestlers, literally very wrestlers, with you know Western wrestlers because yeah, yeah. there was a bit of malfunction at the junction about which arms to kind of feed to. Mm. And that was, that was kind of what it was. But if you go and watch any wrestling matches now, I'll tell you one that will always stand out as like the person to probably watch. To, if he was going to learn to become a wrestler, Shawn Michaels... And when he's down on the mat and when he's turning over, he'll always roll over on his to, like to the left, and he'll always have his arm outstretched, ready for someone to grab it. Little, nice. little that's just the little tricks of the trades that the legends have, isn't it? That's it. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, you uh, you work the left hand side. So if you ever see somebody put someone in a wrist lock and it's the right arm, it will look a bit weird. Yeah. Well, did you? Rumble? No, it's actually not. No, no, it's, it's not now. Actually. No, it's fine. It's fine. But did you know that the Undertaker versus CM Punk at Breaking Point Oh Nine? was the only match in WWE history to close that pay-per-view and then open the next pay-per-view, Hell in the Cell. That would make sense. Because the, main the event, only match in WWE history that, point closed, that, that closed that pay-per-view and then opened the next one. Breaking point match was that submission match, which was the screw job in Montreal. Yeah. And then they did the pay-per-view, Hell in the Cell, the next Because I had that segment where, buckle up, Teddy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they did the Hell in a Cell yeah, um, yeah wow. that, that kind of, yeah I think so, that still is you hear it and then your brain goes like trying to scan is it, like, is it true is it true is it true <laughs> I th- even thinking back to last week was making my brain hurt so having to think that far back have an aneurysm huh. alright I've got a th- amazing fact alright did you know <laughs> that Macadona's one reign as NWA champion was longer than uh? Macadona I thought you said Macarena. He said, yeah. <laughs> hey, Macarena. Aye. 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 Yep. <laughs> Macadona's one time as NWA champion is longer than the three times Dusty Rhodes won it. Macadona wow. was wow. champion for one time, 119 days. Dusty, 107. Wow. That is, okay. That's crazy. That is crazy. I'll follow that with a, a little title reign one. Did you know that out of the five WWE Tag Team Championship reigns that The Rock has had, not one of them lasted over eight days? 
Wow. What, even with Rock and Sock Connection? They were, no. barely, they were barely a week. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Eight days was the longest time it can, like in, in one Again, that's another where you, th- you think of it and you try and scan it. You think like... Oh. Do you know what I think is a bit weird with it? I'm not going to go into wow. Mandela effect, right? <laughs> but it's, it's weird some of that stuff in the Attitude Era because I, like, I think it's slightly off topic here, but Too Cool. How long do you think Too Cool were a thing for? Grandmaster Sex A. It was... It was well, probably, 98... Yeah, it's, probably, bound, it's, it's, it's only just about two years, I think, and it feels like it went on for really? so long. Yeah. See, I would have said like five years. Yeah. It seems like that's how long it would have been. But it's it? such a short amount of but time. But yeah, when you <laughs> think about it, it's, like you said, it's probably like 98 to 2000. Because yeah. Scotty did get injured. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Grandmaster got injured a bit. Yeah. And then when he was gone and everything. But yeah, the Rock's title reigns, it's mad. But not that one of mad. them lasted over eight days. That's crazy. And I can't remember who they were all with. I know we had one, obviously, Rock and Sock. And Taker was one. Taker was one of them. Um, he didn't have a... a Jericho. A, oh, yeah, he had one with Jericho. Did he didn't have one with Austin. He never had one with Austin. Did he have one with Triple H? No, no Triple no. H and Austin had Power Trip, didn't they? A yeah. two-man Power Trip. That was more of an actual thing, though, wasn't it? I think all the Rock's ones, aside from Rock and Sock Connection, none of them were like actual tag teams. It's just where mm. they just won it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, sticking to the um, total reign. <laughs> well, eh? So, this is good for considering we didn't plan this. Well, exactly, yeah. So, <laughs> did you know that the Colognes, Kalito and Primo, had the longest total reign of any champions in WWE since 2008? They held the WWE Tag Team Championships from, Sutep- so, 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 from, se- from September to. <laughs> From September 21st, 2008... Some of this beer. Yeah. To June 28th, 2009, totaling 280 days. Wow. Look, to be fair... The second longest... Just a little tidbit. The second longest reign during that span was Triple H, who had the World Heavyweight Championship for 210 days between April and November of 2008. There were some Rain long reigns around yeah. there, yeah. I think because... I, I was thinking... I didn't know the exact numbers for it, but... Because that would lead, it does, doesn't it? Because that leads up to the the unification match with the tag titles when they went. It was that pre-show, wasn't it? Against was it Miz and Morrison? Yeah, yeah. May twenty five. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because two, yeah, two thousand nine. Wow. Right. All right then. This this one I've just seen can't be true. <laughs> but apparently, apparently it is. Could say it anyway. <laughs> John Laurinaitis has had more five star matches than Kurt Angle. Well, yeah, but, but hang on, says he. Is this Meltzer? No, this is um, uh, the That's sport, a very vague... The Sportster, and this is about three months old. Yeah, but does it give you the matches, though? Because they can't just say that and I then give you I think it's just nothing. one. I think he had one, and Kurt Angle had none. Really? Kurt Angle's never had a five-star match? Yes, it was really weird. I think WWE... But again, it depends who you... you star ratings are weird. This is what I mean. Like, you can only... <laughs> it's all subjective. Like... I mean, I could think of a couple of angle matches that I would definitely rate for. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Him and Michaels at Mania 21 is still yeah. one of my all-time favourite matches. Angle Benoit? Oh, yeah, yeah Rumble, Rumble 3, yeah. And the Unforgiven 2002 one, obviously. Lonas had two five-stars by Meltzer in Japan. Kurt Angle had none. Wow. And Kurt Angle had good ones in TNA. Just but... goes to show you can't trust the five-star Meltzer rating, can you? Yeah, that <laughs> money talks. Yeah, but, it does. <laughs> but... I'm pretty sure. Wasn't it only until recently um, Meltzer gave a, a WWE match five star? Because they, they, I don't think he ever gave one, did he? I know um, Rollins it, and Cody Rhodes got one for their Hell in a Cell. Yeah, apart from NXT, the last one he didn't he because 2011 the minus NXT. Well, 2011 was the Punk 
I've oh, we gave Punk Cena money in the bank of five. But I think hour. before that, the, the the last one before that was like the Hill and Sabre between Michaels and Takeovers, ninety-seven. That's why you just got to draw your own conclusions, people. Yeah, do your own ratings. Do your own. Just love wrestling. Well, yeah, exactly. That's why I don't look at Meltzer's. I just do my own. <laughs> Speaking of going back a long time, I'll tell you something that went on for a long time. Did you know that the longest match in WWE history? Was Bruno Sammartino versus Waldo Von Erich. I'll say it in a minute. Versus Waldo Von Erich uh, on the 11th of May, 1964. It went on for 81 minutes. Wow. I know they did. And it finished as a draw (laughs) because they reached the venue's curfew. Imagine being sat there for nearly um, an hour and a half and then nobody won the thing. That's mad, isn't it? That's crazy. 81 minutes. That's another one that was up on Instagram as well. So, Two, um, I've got one. Go on, Ash. I was going to say, but they, because they did that Gauntlet match not too long ago. I mean, that was like 70 minutes. Mm. So the fact that you can hold an audience 81 minutes is crazy. Yeah. So stick into the total. <laughs> no, one, no one said they held the audience. Right, true. <laughs> stick into the total range sort of thing. Um, did you know? And this is probably one that you wouldn't think as well. Jake the Snake Roberts never held a title in WWE. That I did know. Yeah, yeah. That I did know. That one's been more well documented. But he rarely challenged for a title, though. Yeah. But to me, like thinking about it, yeah, it's crazy to to. It's such if, a big if, name. Like, like, if you didn't know it, you'd be thinking like, is that really true? Because like, he was such a big name. Because like, when you no look at that era, whatsoever, like you go, Jake the Snake Roberts is easily one of those like big names that you put yeah, in that era. Yeah. And I think, but I think that is why it was documented so well. Because it's him himself that I think was come out and just said, look. I never needed a title reign because, like, no, that's true. They already had, and it true. does work because yeah. people were saying the same thing about Bray for a long time, especially about the Fiend gimmick. Like, you didn't need a title, no, because like the gimmick works, and the same really can be said for like Taker. Like, there were points you just didn't really need the title because a Taker rivalry can kind of sell itself based on you know who he's in with. Obviously, but Taker like, was champion, didn't have a title for like ten years. It was a really long time. Well, had, a like, WWE a few... title at least. He had like WWE had tag title reigns. Yeah, yeah. But he never won like, the world title for like 10 years. Yeah. Wow. Drink the snake, brother. Right. Um, did you know that Batista is older than Triple H? Older than Triple H? Yeah, they born the same year, but Batista was born before Triple H. Oh, okay. I was, I was going to say, like, how much older? <laughs> I would, I, do you know what? I didn't even know they were I, I born would, the same I, year. That's the thing. I would have said Triple H was older. Yeah. They're both 53. It's because wow. that mentorship that you, you saw through Evolution. Well, yeah. You just assume that he's he, quite... Yeah, he was just a shoe. And, and yeah. he looked younger when he came in as well. Yeah. So, Actually, yeah, he does, to be fair. Yeah, because being Triple H was in, in um, WCW in 94. Yeah. And then he just recently retired. All right. I got one. I couldn't do a did you know without bringing up our boy, Steve Blackman. Oh, oh yes. Get in there. Let's have it then. This is going to be the best one of the night. Did you Did you know that Steve Blackman did not only perform in the World Wrestling Federation? He actually wrestled for New Japan Pro Wrestling what? on a tour in 1988. Really? Steve Blackman was in New Japan Crazy. on a tour there. Yeah. In 1988. That's insane. I'd love to actually go back and see that match now. Like, well, it, would, it would have been, yeah, it would have been a few. I think he wrestled, like, at the time, I think it was some of the, the top stars in New Japan as well in 88. So I think there was a point where he kind of was being billed as a, as a bigger deal. Um, but I, th- I think his last ever match was a little tiny one on to tack on to the end of that because you can never really do Steve Blackman enough justice. But his last ever match was in 2005 on an episode of Raw, and it was a gimmick battle royal. 
2005. Wow. G- gimmick Battle Royal. Um, there was like a mixture of like Attitude Era stars and some like New Generation, things like that. Nice. The thing is though, when you take Gimmick Battle Royal, everybody just goes to WrestleMania 17. Yeah. Don't they? And, yeah. But, but there was one and he was in it. Steve Blackman, the man, the myth, the, the lethal legend. weapon. Yeah, the lethal legend. The lethal legend. <laughs> That's what you call it. Yeah, so this is... <laughs> <laughs> so I've got another Carlito one. Nice. Did you know that Carlito faced a different member of Evolution at three consecutive Unforgiven pay-per-views? 2005, he faced Ric Flair. 2006, he faced Orton. And in 2007, he faced Triple H. I know he fought Triple H, but I couldn't say I was Unforgiven. Yeah, he faced oh. three members of Evolution on three consecutive Unforgiven pay-per-views. Right. Nice. <laughs> how many did he win? I don't think he... Probably none. <laughs> <laughs> um... Did you know Stone Cold never defended a world title at WrestleMania? He always challenged. Ah. Whenever he challenged, whenever he was at a title match, WrestleMania, he challenged. Yes, he did, didn't he? Yeah. 14, 15, 17. Mm. Wow, okay. See, the more you know. I've got to try and find one here. This is probably going to be my last one. And then if you guys want to go around, do a couple I might, more. I might have, a, a, I might have a couple more. You go, I tell you what, you go for another one, because I've got a search, because I only put a few in. and then um, Okay, this one will probably blow your mind. Blow my mind. All right, did, Eve. did you know that Smackdown was originally scheduled to be an all-women's wrestling show? I've heard that, but I didn't know it was true or not. Ooh, is there any more on that one? I've never heard that. I don't think there is any more on it. <laughs> I think, because I know the, Smackdown, the whole idea of Smackdown was because it was like from The Rock, and it was... You know, capitalising on the catchphrase and stuff like that. and But that that's one that's an interesting one that I'd want to do more research mm-hmm. on, to be honest. Because, mm. yeah, I mean, if you think how different wrestling would be if that would actually become an all-women's show, there'd be no women's revolution or anything. I, I'm going to I'm gonna do a final one now. And this is more... I've just sort of come up with this one on the spot. But did you know... First of all, actually... Probably worthwhile saying, it kind of seems like we probably still want to move towards Roman Reigns versus The Rock at a WrestleMania. Maybe not this one, but at a That'd WrestleMania, it's probably going to happen sometime, right? Yeah. If we get, if we do get Roman Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania, The Rock will be the only person, the only wrestler in history to have fought four uh, different wrestlers who were, the, who were basically the top guys of their generation over four different generations. So hang on, because so he's gone against Hogan, Hogan, Cena, Cena, Rain, Austin, potentially Rain. Oh, and Austin, Austin of yeah. his own era. Oh, true. So yeah, he would, yeah. And, and if he beats Reigns, which probably wouldn't, but we never know. If he beats Reigns, he'll be the only one to have beaten them all as well. Mm. At the moment, though, he certainly is the only person to have beaten three different um, top. I suppose like of MVPs. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's oh. beaten Austin at Mania. He beat Hogan at Mania, and he beat Cena. Senior. 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 That concludes my did you knows. Wow. Well, I've got I've got a quick one about a total reign. Have a quickie. So, did you know Rene Dupree is the youngest tag team champion in WWE history? Well, he was. Well, he, he was. Yeah. At that time, yeah. He was 19 when he won it. I know. Rene Dupree, man. I don't know what happened to Rene. Well, I do, but... Isn't he backstage personnel? He That's what I heard. Yeah. Um, I've got an Impact one, or TNA one. Oh, here we go. Did you know that... Do you remember Kurt Angle's theme? And then you yeah. just have a rap bit. That's John Cena's yeah. cousin. 
John Cena. I have I've heard that. Yeah, and I he even that. appeared as because there was a point where they did a kayfabe divorce between Karen and Kurt Angle before they did it. Yeah, yeah. And he was Karen's boyfriend for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> the trade trademark. Oh man, was his um, rap name? I've got one here that will make you laugh. And again, this is I don't actually know how true this is because you can't really document it, but. Apparently, did you know that Yoshitatsu apparently once beat up Seamus in real life, allegedly for using his protein shaker and not cleaning it? <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard this story. I've heard, I've heard that. I've not heard about why that fight happened. It's the same like with um, Jerry Styles and JBL. There, there is yeah. a little, there is a little tidbit here, um, sort of in quotes. So I'll read that off just. To give some sort of clarity, or how true it is, you don't know. But again, just as a, a reference point, so a reference just, just where point, you're yeah. getting these ones from as well. We probably should mention where we've picked yeah. up some of so, the info. Wikipedia. Back when, <laughs> back when Yoshitatsu and Ted DiBiase Jr. were in WWE uh, developmental, um, they lived together for some time. Um, but Seamus reportedly had a problem with using other people's things without permission. Um, so one day, Tatsu and DiBiase. <laughs> Had a confrontation when catching him red-handed with one of their protein mixes, and um, apparently Yoshitatsu beat him up. Well, <laughs> again, how true that is, we, we, we wouldn't know unless it comes from the horse's mouth. But <laughs> um, Ash, th- this probably is the last one, so you need to finish us off. Well, I've, we haven't said much about women. I really want you to finish. Well, us. if you're going to finish us off, let me just get this last one yeah, in quick on. again. Did you know that Al Snow's head was actually the head for Mankind's mask? Where they put they. The mask oh. went on. Really? Nice. Yeah. Alstair's head was the, originally was like the mannequin head where mankind would put his mask. Yeah, yeah. Well, it makes sense because they're friends. Yeah. But, so there you go. I bet you didn't know that one about Al Snow. <laughs> Whatever we want. That's about Al Snow. <laughs> <laughs> what does everybody need? Actually, to finish us off. <laughs> and not just about facts. <laughs> I'm going to end on a woman, a woman's one because I don't think we talked about women. I'm going to end on a woman. That's his life's goal, isn't it? Right, end it with a woman's one. 53 minutes 15. <laughs> <laughs> nine out of the first 13 or so. No, you didn't say, did you know? Or did you know the nine out of the first. <laughs> do it again because that was really quick. Did Take you, a moment. Did you know? Do right. Did you know? <laughs> Nine out of the first 13 WrestleMania's had no women's matches. That makes sense. Considering that now that there's a Oh, and it's not a good thing, but it makes sense. See, that, it, like, there's like two or three matches. So what was the women. first women's match in a WrestleMania then? The first one, which would be in Wendy Richter. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. What was Wendy the first Richter one? against <laughs> Fabulous Mila. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, there's like no women's title matches or women's matches because they didn't have any, really. Yeah. Okay. They didn't, or they didn't promote it. Actually, actually finished us off. I feel finished. I feel very finished. Yeah, I feel satisfied after that one. <laughs> I don't know. He left me one a bit more. Well, if there's any more, let us know. Well, that was. I really did enjoy that. Yeah, I've, this I've, has been a really I have learned a lot of stuff. Yeah, I've learned a lot. Yeah. Although a lot of that is going to be one of those where I forgot it. I'll have forgotten it tomorrow. Yeah, but that's really. why we're recording this podcast. You yeah, see. Yeah. See, now it's here forever. Go back and listen if you forget any of them. <laughs> And to our listeners, thank you very much for coming on to the ride. I want to ask you, though, did you know that you can catch us on all major podcasting platforms? We're on Spotify. That was a decent transition. Do you know, <laughs> you get to a point, you've done it for a little while, you kind of, you, you know it's there, you know, you know it's coming. And 
you know, I wish I knew Ashley was, but yeah, he didn't finish me off very well. But you can find us on all, <laughs> <laughs> all major podcasting platforms. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, uh, uh, everywhere that does a podcast. Everywhere you can basically find us. that does a podcast. Absolutely. We've spread our wings. We've spread something. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you that much right now. Ashley spread something all of it. <laughs> yeah, spreading rumours about bloody five star matches. That wasn't a fact. <laughs> Well, to be fair, my Yoshi Tatsu was a rumour as well. (laughs) Apparently it happened, but we can't prove it, so... (laughs) We'll never know. But... Unless we we get Seamus on here next week and we can ask him. (laughs) We'll have to ask the fella. Just just give Yoshi Tatsu a bell. Did you beat up Seamus then, or...? (laughs) Well, I don't think it happened now. No. (laughs) Absolutely not. He's a a unit, isn't he? He's absolutely... (laughs) Yoshi Tatsu, yeah. If you've enjoyed the episode, everybody, again, do make sure to like, subscribe, follow. We'll be up on YouTube with some bits and pieces as well. We hope you're going to join us again next week. And you know what? Sound off in the comments if we've missed things that you know. Yeah. So then then you can ask us if we know. Yeah. And then what we'll do is we'll take those out and we'll use them in another episode. (laughs) And we'll delete your comment as if it (laughs) never. We would never do it. Wouldn't nah, we, we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't do that. Wouldn't do. We wouldn't do that, but I'm, at least I think it's something Ashley might do, but we wouldn't oh, do that. You're just an awful <laughs> person you are. Why would you even admit to doing it? Why not? As, as a reference well, at point... at least he's no, honest. <laughs> as a reference point, because we should go out there and say, I did um, do a lot of research on there. There's some stuff there from Wikipedia. There is obviously a lot of stuff from the Sportster, which you can uh, go on to find a lot of the good facts on there about as well. You can find a lot of these decent um, facts out there through, obviously... Very well-known YouTube personalities. You've got Cultaholic, you've got What Culture. All of those deliver a lot of insightful information and facts and things like that as well. So I imagine you said already yours was a lot of Wikipedia as well. I think you've got a lot from the sports stuff. Uh, I've got a lot from Bleacher Report as well, yeah. Bleacher Report, yeah, yeah. Um, But yes, do. Please comment. As Jay said, sound off in the comments, let us know. And let us know what you thought about the show. Like, subscribe, share. Do all the lovely stuff. We have been TMOF Wrestling and we hope that wherever you are, you are having a brilliant day. And also, if you want to see more tidbits, have a look on our YouTube and make sure to ring that notification bell and tap that subscribe button or punch it. Or punch it, yeah. Whichever you want to do, as long as you do it. As long as you're ringing my bell, that's all I care about. <laughs> Precisely. I couldn't have put it better myself. Sounds like someone else needs finishing off. <laughs> no, we're going to have an orgy. Well, this, that's this cut. <laughs> that's the intro, mate. <laughs> Yeah, that's to be fair. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. But yeah, I mean, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fantastic, and we'll catch you in the next one, whatever the next one may be. Did you yeah. not know? Did <laughs> you know what the next one will be? Because I don't think we do yet. We do not. <laughs> <laughs> wherever you are, everybody, stay safe, look after yourselves, treat each other right, and we'll catch you in the next one. Yeah, see you in a bit. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, you didn't know.